Welcome aboard the USS Aeronome. To become a member of our crew, please visit perfectorganism.com slash support. As a patron of Perfect Organism, you'll receive exclusive perks and early access to content. Incoming audio transmission received. Please proceed to Subdeck 3 to begin playback. Thank you, and welcome aboard. What are you waiting for? Breakfast in bed? Another glorious day in the Corps. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Every meal is a banquet. Every paycheck a fortune. Every formation a parade. I love the Corps! Where's Basket? Let's rock! Welcome to Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast. I'm your host, Jane Prater, and I'm joined by a plethora of people and my main co-host, Patrick Green. So welcome, everyone. Sean, up, Connor, everybody? Clara, Bryant, Gogo, Michael. Get away from her, you bitch! Hello. Hello. Hola. Yo. We are covering, I think, every continent tonight. I think even Antarctica. We have somebody connecting from Antarctica tonight, which is really a special thing. Yeah. Uh, so we are doing this episode because based off the last Queen episode we did, there was just a lot of feedback and uh, a lot of tomatoes <laughs> being squeezed. Uh uh, memes being thrown at me and other people uh, just as we discuss the queen. So I'm very excited to, I see you laughing, Connor. We're, we're in our videos. Um, I'm very excited to uh, talk about this again and get kind of the feel from the community on how they feel about the queen. So I'm just going to throw it out there. I know I started with before that the queen's never really worked for me. It's not that she hasn't worked for me. I just think I've seen her so much. I feel like I'm onto new things. Um, and I'm curious how she works for everybody else. I was, I, I talked to some of you guys the other day on a message and, uh, my feeling on it is that there's three different, almost three different ways it could go. I think the original alien movie should have continued with the, um, egg morphing. Um, I think that would have suited it, made it much more of a, you know, just wild concept, especially with Prometheus and Covenant and the way that, that whole thing is being established. Um, I like that version. Uh, I do believe the queen, however, in aliens fit aliens, because if you look at that movie, um, that movie was really like a, it, it, it actually played off the whole insect vibe, sort of, uh, you know, the, the ants and the queen and the hive and the, the whole nine yards. And, and I think for that movie, she fits, but unfortunately I think after that movie, resurrection just killed all all parts of, of what they had established in aliens. And then there's another version, which is like your, your aliens versus predator, which I think should be considered its own universe and its own, um, you know, system. Oh, dear because, you. Oh, dear you know, that movie. yeah, I know, <laughs> I know, but you bring that up I, in my house. I can't help it. I'm involved in all of <laughs> You're about to be a stranger. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't but, speak uh, up. <laughs> the thing about that is, is 
they used it solely for a cedar. You know, it was literally made to lay the eggs. They took the eggs, they put them on the planets, started the whole process, and went from there. But, um, you know, like I said, I, I think in the context, it fits aliens the best. Other than that, I really don't. I don't really have a a, a for it. Like I said, I thought egg morphing that was on the cutscene from Alien was absolutely just terrifying in the fact that like you know you're you're being transformed from the inside out like it just it was crazy i wish they would have kept that in and just kept that storyline but i mean you know different directors different versions and you know they go from there what the fuck are we gonna do now what are we gonna do maybe we could build a fire sing a couple of songs huh why don't we try that um i think it works i think both actually what michael says and the the queen both could work independently um the queen i think brought a nice terror to it the scene when she turns around and you see what's making these eggs is classic it's awesome and i mean movie is not included i think the between the comics um and the graphic novels you could see the queen it works though jamie you have a good point something new or used differently wouldn't hurt but i think in general it works it's terrifying it's um you know you see what gets these this whole species going and it's something you want to prevent. You don't want to get near and itself. You could do tons of mythology before that it hasn't even been discovered yet. How do the Queens made? Are they always made? Um, you know, when they're by themselves, like the word alien, was it trying to make a queen? Was it just, um, trying to keep itself going? And, you know, maybe they just, maybe they multiply in different ways. And just the queen, um, appears when it's time to fully infest an area. Who the, Fuck knows, but it's it's a there's all sorts of different avenues to explore, which haven't yet. And in Alien, there was that ship with all those eggs, and there was no explanation. And it was nice to see what Cameron did. It was you know it was an explanation that made sense. And Ridley at that time, and still never really had any desire to um, explore. He really was all about the space jockey. He was before and obviously way after Alien. That was that was his baby. That's what he wanted to explore. And I think. The queen itself just gives brings a whole new life into um, the species and the franchise, and one it just works. It just works. I think my question is: Does for everyone, and we've discussed this a little bit before, but does the queen, for lack of better terms, dumb down the alien? Does it make make the species more like oh, like an ant hive? Nope. Okay, I don't think so. I think that was just kind of a a way of explaining them in the director's cut, just kind of the way they communicate. Because I just think they just kind of adapt to whatever the situation is. If you're, if there's one or two trapped in a ship, they might not need a queen. But if they're, you know, infesting and they're taking over an area, they might need one. I think it's adaptable. I don't think it takes away from anything. I don't think it dumbs anything down. Like I don't watch uh, Alien or Alien or Alien Three and think, oh man, this thing is controlled by a matriarch. Oh no, it's stupid. No, I don't think that at all. I don't think it dumbs down anything. I just got to jump in and say, bees, man, bees have hives. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, the, the, the comics are really what pushed it. I mean, if you look at, at almost every comic that's out now, out for from Dark Horse and, and Aliens, like, you know, except for the ones that have just came out recently, you know, every single one of them, they're all there's always they always have the queen then they always have you know you have your drones and then you have you know and in the whole every time it's a search for that that one and and i have to agree too i don't think it dumbs down the series i think it kind of branches off but what i right. think happened was and this is no like i'm not busting on alien resurrection because we all know how we feel about that movie 
But my thing is the way they did it, they actually dumbed her down as a point. I think they made her look ridiculous. And I think that really killed it for everybody. Because my, myself, when I saw the Queen and Aliens, I was just like, it blew me away as a kid. Like it was, the, it was scary and just out of this world. And it just, it brought around the whole you know, everything to it. I agree that it got dumbed down. You know, Resurrection, um, I actually, I'll apologize a little for that film. I like it a little bit, but it, <laughs> I always it can excuse, I can excuse the fact that those are cloned aliens. They're supposed to be inferior aliens, you know? They're, they're supposed to be a little bit uh, messed up. But then we also have the queen in um, AVP, and it's almost like a dinosaur, you know, compared yep. to the way the movements happen, the way yeah, it's like a treated. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the problem is the queen isn't the queen's not the problem. It's the people that are using this tool in the storytelling. Um, you, you know, like Cameron puts so much attention and Stan Winston and all those effects people put so much attention into making this creature uh, move a certain way, shoot it a certain way. It's reminiscent of Black Widow. It feels like that in that film. And then that gets lost, you know, it starts growling and, and things like that. I think if you, even from a story point of view, if you look at some of the like extended universe, the tools uh, that, or the storyteller who's using the, the tools and that the queen I think has been used in a lot of cool story ways within comics and books. When you, when you take concepts like say the queen of, uh, the queen of queens uh, who can telepathically like communicate with the rest of the species and is influencing people's dreams and, and calling certain individuals to her. I think those things would be fascinating, um, but we really haven't seen them taken on in a cinematic way. It's like Cameron gave this gift to the storytellers. And I mean, it was used effectively, I think, in Alien 3, but, uh, you know, then it got thrown away, sort of. Yeah, so I completely agree with Brian. It's the fact that in Alien Resurrection, the Queen was just used as a glorified incubation chamber for the newborn. Yep. And AVP, she was just essentially a breeder then, oh, wait, let's get her moving around. Oh, she's a Tyrannosaur. No grace whatsoever in her movements. So there's no terror whatsoever. But... I don't think it's really what she actually is. It's what she represents. It's the more terrifying aspect that works for me. Because, okay, she's, her design's incredible. She looks terrifying in Aliens, but it's more that she represents Ripley's outburst in the meeting that she had before she left for LV426, where she says, if only one of these things gets in here, then that will be all. Because what she is is an avatar of, like, end times, whereas a singular drone is, like, a rifle she's more like a WMD where if she's established then everything in the vicinity is just dead and she breeds these things on an industrial scale which really is sort of goes back to Giger's uh, biomechanical design overarching everything about the alien so she can work if you just do her properly even don't feature her at all because Back in, there was a huge theory going around in Alien Isolation where there was a queen on the Sevastopol, but you never see her. But it's just that thought in the back of your mind that she is there. Yep. So you don't even actually necessarily have to show her. You just have to sort of give the hints that she is there. And you don't even need to build up to her, you know, either have her as a, as, have her as a surprise. I can't speak English. Have her as a surprise at the end of a movie. Um, or you know, have her be revealed early on, so you know what you're in for. Because we 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 know what the what what the queen's about now, so there's no need to kind of pussyfoot around it. Um, for me, you know, she still works. I mean, the, discounting the AVP movies, we've got six 
movies, including the prequels, and only two of them have featured the the queen. And even one of those, it wasn't like uh, I don't know how to phrase this, like a legit queen. It came from a clone, so of course it's going to act different. Just just as Ripley acted differently, you know, she didn't act like a human. She was a bit different, as did the queen. So really, we've only had one proper movie where we've seen the queen utilized and if they can go back to that and have them have it used just like james cameron's what one was like the, the movement and all that i'm all for it you know it, it worked perfectly for me did iqs just drop sharply while i was away well what can i say about the queen except uh she's one of my favorites apart from the, the runner um because i was so young when i watched both alien and aliens uh, the two movies are kind of like the same thing for me. They're not separated. Um, also, the comment that uh, James Cameron dumbed down the Queen is absolutely insulting. It was Dan O'Bannon that came up with the inspiration that the aliens were kind of like in a hive setup. Um, he took the inspiration from the insect world. So when people say that about the Queen, that... Um, that it made it into an insect and less mysterious. Uh, I I think it's ridiculous. I think um, that we are going to see some sort of like a uh, successful structure um, like that of the insect world in space. Why why wouldn't it be that way? It seems quite efficient. It also shows that the alien queen can also procreate without a mate. So I think that's even more important that this female can lead her species and kind of reproduce on a constant basis without having to depend on um, someone else to like fertilize the eggs. So as far as I know, um, from what we've been presented in all of the comics, uh, books and films is that the queen is self-sufficient. So yeah, I think she's just, enormous and beautiful and <laughs> uh she's kind of like she's she's everything um representational of uh the horrors of birth as well um she she doesn't uh feel held back by her pregnancy having and making all of these babies not like human beings you know have this fear of childbirth and and that's all representative with like the chest burster and the face hugger and impregnation whereas with her it, it seems like to be to be uh, creating these eggs and then giving this life to other life forms seems to be like an honor. <laughs> so so yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong with alien queen. I think she's a beautiful creation. She's very uh, uh, what do you say Lovecraftian in her design as well. So so yeah, I, I don't see anything wrong with. The creation of the queen i think is very natural for it to be part of the alien life cycle and the fact that she can uh create without having to depend on others and at the same time the species doesn't even have to depend on the queen they're all independent of each other still it doesn't ruin anything um yep. i think it's perfect <laughs> Mother! plus i love her high heels <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Just like all those little things in the design. <laughs> now, do we think that, like, I'm, what I loved about Covenant, um, and 
parts of Prometheus is that it introduced a different mode of reproduction. I think that the queen might be a little bit overused. And what I loved about Covenant is is uh, the spores and the fact that while there's different ways that the alien can kind of reproduce itself, it's not reliant upon this one mode of operation. And I feel like, I, I wonder what the, the consensus is. I mean, I don't think... I don't know if there's a, a real solid answer to this. Is the queen the only way the aliens reproduce? Or is it just one way the alien reproduces? I can see reproducing in multiple ways. I mean, the spores, I thought, were kind of 50-50. Then it kind of it turns the series into Resident Evil with all these different mutations. I thought that took more the mystery out than anything. Um, though I do like the idea of that they could reproduce differently. Like I said earlier, I could, like Michael brought up before, I could see them egg morphing. Um, I could see them bring the queen when needed. I mean, who else knows how other ways they have of reproducing? I mean, their survival is their thing. I'm sure there's tons of different ways they do it. Well, I think they. Like, I mean, they 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 tried to explain some of that stuff. Like, uh, was it Alien Three? Was I can't remember if it was the cutscene or if they actually had a movie. The actual the the queen face hugger, which which was was incredible. That was just such a cool design. And and that's like that hasn't been used just in there. That's been used in the comics. Like anytime you've seen most of the alien comics, the queen or the the queen face hugger, that's what they they've all done the same one. Uh that's what it looks like. It's you know super large, twice as big as a normal one, but you never really saw it play out. But like Jamie said and, and like Dave said, you know, I think it's awesome to to have all kinds of different ways because that's the way you can kind of make the alien movies as much as they're supposed to be one, two, three, four. You can make them all their own universes like they can be their own, you know, specific ways they do besides the storyline with Ripley. I mean, you know, hey, this planet, they, they, you know, evolved differently on this planet, and then they evolved differently on this planet. This one, there was no queen, so they had to figure out another way to do it. Okay, well, this one was spores, you know, or this one was in the water, or this one, you know I mean? It, it can be so many ways. I think that's probably one of the coolest features. Yeah, is that I love that. You have, you, you have no idea. I mean, and you can, your mind can just go off and try to think of all the different ways that, it, you know, that it could happen. And I think that in itself, it, you know, as like we said, the queen fits her way and she fits in her own way, but at the same time, she's not needed to drive the series. Like she, they can come up with different, you know, ways. Yeah. I, I just want to interject for a second. I, I kind of feel like there's, there's sort of, um, well, I have two, two quick points. First one is Michael's right about the Royal, the, the queen face hugger, which I think is an awesome design motif that we see in the assembly cut. And we've seen some other things in, in the EU. There's also, um, depending on which comic you're reading, which novel you're reading, there's, there's different ways that are presented. Like there's the idea that there's this Royal jelly or there, there's the idea that the Praetorians can metamorphose into a queen. And there, there's like, depending on which version you're reading, there's a couple of different explanations for it, all of which I think are kind of cool. Um, so it's nice that it's not really definitively answered, like how a queen is actually created, um, because it's always kind of contradicted depending on which version of something you're reading at any given time. Um, but I, I wanted to bring up something. I, th- I feel like there's sort of two conversations going on when it comes to the queen. I feel like there's the queen as presented in the canonical films, and then there's the queen that's presented elsewhere. And I feel like the two concepts are actually pretty divergent from each other, and I think that they're worth kind of unpacking on their own. Um, my, my personal feelings, which I elucidated for two hours a couple weeks ago, so I'm not really going to get deeply into it, but I feel, I feel like, uh, I, I love the queen. I have a lot of love for the queen. Um, I, I was struck by when Jamie mentioned this, how I had never really considered that I had never personally found her frightening before. I thought that was kind of interesting. 
Um, and it and it kind of got me thinking that part of it is because I feel like something really at the heart of these films, at least, and talking about the film, you know, the the quadrilogy and the prequels, is the concept of otherness and the concept of alienness as something that is kind of thematically unimpeachably important to me. I feel like, um, you know, we can talk about sort of like where they come from. We can talk about who's in the seat. We can talk about which direction you want to take things. But at the end of the day, I think Alien is at its most successful when it is as alien as possible and when it's as incomprehensible as possible. I think that that's not to say that you can't have answers to things that mirror things in nature. I don't think that necessarily weakens it. But I think if you get an answer, you have to do something that's hard to do, in my opinion, and of course, this is all my opinion. I think you have to present more mysteries that are opened when you answer that question. You know, I think it's super hard to do that. And something that I brought up last time that I've really been thinking about is that the queen, in a lot of ways, is kind of the ultimate answering device. And I don't mean that it's a dead end, because it's not. But it presents a really quick and simple solution to a question that's literally posed in the same film where she's introduced, which is who's laying the eggs, which is, you know, at the end of the day, where do the actual organisms being encountered in that particular film installment come from, right? There's no question after that. Now, the questions are about where does she come from? What are her goals? Why is she there? You know, like, what is the function of this hive within some greater architecture, right? There are other questions. But the reason why I answered yes on that poll that Connor put up, which I, I love, thank you for doing that, Connor. The reason why I said I do want to see the queen again is because I think if it's handled correctly as a device for introducing yet more alienness into things, I think it could be tremendously terrifying. I think doubling down, as Clara said, on the Lovecraftian aspects of her as the sort of ultimate behemoth of the unknown, as this sort of dark, sinister thing that has no explanation and no beginning and no end is in sort of an indomitable... It's like you get to the to the mountains of madness and you find the queen and she's staring back at you and you have no idea what the fuck she's doing. You know, that to me is scary. Right. Um, so I, 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 my personal feelings on this are that if the queen exists as an answer, it's not particularly powerful, but if it, if it exists as a springboard to greater levels of alienness down the road, I think she's really interesting. And that's why I wanted to just propose that we also talk a little bit about representations of the queen in the expanded universe, because as many of you have brought up, um, she's pretty much a part of almost every single storyline and you can have some of them are warring queens and some of them, you know, there are different types of queens. There's rogues, there's all these different things. And so I think there's a lot of really interesting stuff we haven't even cracked the surface of yet. So we can get to that when we get to that. I know um, Sean has something to say. I don't want to cut others off, but I just want to put that out there. If you have thoughts on her in the extended universe, please also bring that up. It's a queen. She'll breed. You'll die. Uh, you just brought up actually a, a fairly good point uh, among all that is like what's her greater good w one thing I wouldn't mind seeing is yeah what would her hive look like not on Hadley's Hope and one thing I would like to see explored in the future is like the queen in its own environment in its own inhabitant inhabitant I said that wrong haven't I oh gosh um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a New Zealand thing don't worry it's fine <laughs> uh, I like just imagine how spooky it would be to see the queen in her own uh, environment and what a hive would look like somewhere else. Just real quick, one thing with the expanded, kind of expanded universe thing. Um, I actually sent this to Clara a while ago. I was rereading the Alien 3 novelization, which is very good. And there was some cool little um, xenobiology type stuff where Ripley is talking to, I forget who, about the... Uh, 
um, her little baby. And she goes, uh, the one that got loose on my first ship in the Shoromo was making preparations to reproduce itself, but it wasn't a queen either. At least some of them must be um, hermaphroditic, self-fertilizing, so that even one isolated individual can perpetuate the species. A warrior worker is capable of producing eggs, but only slowly, one at a time, until it can develop a queen to take over the job. That's how this one was able to start a queen inside me. At least that's the best scenario I could come up with. I'm no xenoallergist. Again, it's just some cool little... Uh, thing from the book i thought was pretty interesting and a, and, a, and a fun little theory too it is like the expanded universe it's kind of hard because it like i've t- i've said a million times it, you walk a fine line because you're going to always have the people that are the alien fans the true alien fans that you know this is the established way that they've always bought it up and then of course you have the aliens versus predator and then you know that's expanded and and the way it goes and you know everybody knows how that that fence goes one side or the other um, but it is kind of cool. Like I, I know the original Alien versus Predator, um, they actually showed uh, the it was a comic issue zero, uh, and it was actually the the Predator is going to um, a planet to actually to capture the Queen, and and uh, like like Sean, Sean was saying, that's how it was there. Like they had their it was their own planet that they were on, and they had their hive, which had the same interior that they show in Aliens. It was like that secreted resin, and you know there was the chamber, and then, of course, there was the drones, and there was everything else. So they, they show her in that way. Um, also, in that same comic series, uh, there is a ship that gets brought in um, to this planet to, you know, to, I guess, pick up livestock. And, of course, the, the way it always happens, you know, they capture them, bring them back. There's a queen brought about. And uh, she actually turns the inside of the ship the same way that they did um, on Hadley's Hope. She changed, she takes and, and completely covers over this and makes it their own world. And it's the same way where, you know, she's there producing eggs. They bring stuff to her and then it just multiplies and goes out of control. Um, but like the, you know, the AVP movies, um, I agree with everybody who said the same thing tonight. My biggest downfall with the AVP movies and the very first one was. When you saw the queen and alien, or aliens, when you saw her, it was like a, a just a heart-stopping moment. Like, what is this? And then in AVP, they brought her about, and you already knew it was coming. So it didn't. It like like you know. I think Dave said it. it there was no wow or anything to it because it, it was the same thing, just slapped on and made completely outrageous. So it, I think aliens, the, the the way she was used in aliens was incredible at the time, and that that's the way I feel as though I love her in that way. But when you see her and everything else, it's like once you go out of the the aliens and and that whole universe, it's like we said, it's a it's a toy, and whoever's in hands it in is decide how they want to do it, and that I think that kills it. That's you know that's what really is has everybody kind of you know wish washing which way they want to see it. What I do think, though, is that uh, that moment when Ripley has Newt on her side and they're running and all of a sudden they're in this chamber, this egg chamber, that is James Cameron's answer to Ridley Scott having or Kane kind of climbing up into the pilot's chamber. That's our moment. That's our what is this? Um, it's a very powerful um, because you don't really know what you're seeing. I remember when I saw that the first time as a kid, and I remember seeing the egg, the the ovipositor laying the egg, and I I just remember thinking, what is ev- what is this? Like I didn't know about. I mean, maybe I knew about termites or whatever, but 
in the way that they portrayed it, I just didn't even know what I was seeing. I remember thinking, is that another, like, it's a worm? Like, what is happening? And I think it was really, really successful because you don't even, you see the queen or you see this thing, like almost like a spider in a web, kind of like up, suspended up. And it is, you don't really know what you're looking at. You don't. You have no, you see these eggs around and then may, then it starts to make a little bit of sense. But I think it is a what the fuck moment. Um, completely. Like it's a, 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 a moment of wonder. And uh, to, to your point, uh, Clara, about the dumbing down, like I don't know... Obviously, that term has been used. I've probably used it before, not so much with the queen. I don't think that the queen is dumb. I don't think anything. I think my contention a little bit has been um, making things understandable. Like, for instance, if I think about the space jockey, and this is, let's not talk about Prometheus. I just mean the space jockey as it was presented to us, thinking, what is this? I don't even, what could this have been? And just kind of... uh, trying to find an answer to that, not coming up with anything. Um, whereas the queen, like Patrick said a little bit, it, I was like, oh, okay, it's a queen. Um, it was a little bit more of an answer. Um, and I, I wondered if it kind of took a little bit of the alien out of alien. Not to say, you know, as I went on before, as you guys have heard, I think it's dynamic. I think it's amazing. Obviously, everyone knows that I think Aliens is amazing. It's my least favorite of the trilogy, but I think it's amazing. I think the Queen is awesome. But I wondered if it just started. I think what what you're trying to say is it's made it familiar. Yes. You know, whereas before everything in Alien we saw was was just that. It was just so alien. Um, whereas the queen, the concept of what she is and what she stands for is, is very familiar. I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, what I would say about that, Jamie, is, is one of, it does make it familiar, but it's also a, a question of like, if you're going to continue to tell stories about these creatures and about this universe, you do have to shed light on a few things. Um, you know, you do want to keep some things a mystery, but you have to make some choices to to reveal things. And the way I look at that is kind of like by the end of the first Alien film, you know, you can't hide the alien in the dark anymore. I mean, you, you want to play with it atmospherically, but people know what the creature looks like. They kind of know what to expect. And so you need to find that next uh, evolution, you know, and Aliens did that really well. And I And again, I think... Alien 3 did that really kind of cool with the Alien Queen where, you know, they knew everyone knew the, you know, the alien kind of, you know, biological structure at that point. So what do they introduce this concept that like, oh, an alien might not kill you if you're carrying an alien queen uh, inside you. And I just, again, think if if we have creators who are, are taking that and letting that evolve, that could be really interesting. And and one thing I would even suggest that, you know, I don't, I don't personally love the direction of, of uh, Prometheus and Alien Covenant, but I'm also someone as a fan who feels you have to kind of take everything. You can't ignore pieces. You kind of got to take what's there and, and see if you can make it work. And it would be kind of interesting if the Alien Queen represented some sort of natural evolution of the species that David is manipulating. Maybe it's an unintentional, uh, you know, evolution. And then you have this thing where 
a creator much like you know David as a creator much like Wayland is is losing control of his creation his creation has its own intentions its own evolution so you know I think there's things that could be played with well I just want to just a very a very brief devil's advocacy moment <clears throat> and this uh, out of the devil in this might be Jamie I don't know if I'm the uh, uh, Jamie advocacy moment <laughs> is um <laughs> oh no you didn't <laughs> he's, he's a little oh sick. yes he does is uh is, so in i i, I would say it, I, before playing alien isolation bryant i would 100 percent have agreed with everything that you're saying i think having played isolation and having seen familiar things done um where basically like the the, the reason it works so well is that they just put the monster back in the shadows again you know like it's it's a, it's amazing how much more life there is in actually going small i think um, which is not to say, and I say this as, as a huge covenant guy, you know, uh, but I, I think there actually could be a lot of territory that is unplumbed in smaller stories where the stakes are a lot higher for a smaller amount of people in a smaller world. And, um, you know, you sort of know the threat, but you just can't see it. I think that, you know, there's something to be said for that, too. I, I would agree with that, Patrick. I, I guess what I would ask, and I can ask this to everyone, but specifically you, I. Uh, Alien Isolation for me works really well because it's a video game. I don't know it would work as a film because it would just be people going, well, this is just Alien over again. You know, it's got a Ripley. It's got a setup that's very similar. But but maybe I'm wrong, you know, because we do see these characters continuing on in, in um, you know, the comics. Alien Defiance and stuff is bringing Amanda Ripley back. But but how do, how do you all feel? Is that something that... You think that there's more, uh, is there an original uh, way to to uh, kind of retell the alien story or, or bring that char- character or creature back in the shadows? Uh, I, I, think, I love, go ahead, bud. I think it could be done, but it, ha- it has to be um, done as I, we used to discuss tons of times. It needs to be, and just like the queen, it needs to be in the right hands. It needs to be someone who understands it and um knows how to use it properly not just throw it out there i think it could be done because i mean i've i watch horror movies all the time and i see a lot of familiar tropes redone redesigned little tweaks here little tweaks there just enough that it's own and there's no reason why the most terrifying creature in cinema history cannot be brought back to some sort of suspense i know we're at a time where it's you know the, the aliens meme to death it's in comics it's in funny gifs cartoons it's i'm sure watered down or some people, people don't even give a shit at this point which is partly due to how long it's been out and the the movie's inconsistencies but there's no reason that if done properly it can't work hiding in the shadows um scaring the crap out of little kids again i mean this horror movie is made with seemingly a small budget that scared the piss out of people. There's no reason why any alien movie cannot anymore. None. Well, I mean, isolation pretty much showed you. I mean, it, it yeah. was, everybody knew it. Everybody knew isolation from the, the trailers to the, 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 the clips before it came out and everything, everybody saw it and saw, Oh, look, this is a single alien. And they, they promoted it that way. You know, a single alien that is going to be causing havoc just like it was in the original movie. And I'll tell you right now, and to you guys that haven't played the game, when you get towards the end of the game and some of the uh, some things are, are discovered, 
it was fantastic because you did like, like I think Sean said it. You didn't have to see. You knew what was involved, but the way you you saw it was just incredible because like you're like, oh man, this is getting deep. And like I said, it's kind of that thing where you already have a, a knowledge that you know what's coming. You know what's coming up, and you still are like, you know, it still scares the crap out of you. You know, it was, it was it was that was the thrill for me was just seeing some of, you know, the the uh, the ending, you know, stuff that was going on and, and really being brought into it. But, yeah, I think it, it goes back to Dave said it's pretty much that the, we've all been, you know, talking about and discussing. It has to be in the right hands. You know, you have to have somebody that can come up with an idea for the queen in a way that is familiar to the fan base, but at the same time is going to bring about the same excitement and wow factor of the way it was in the and aliens like I, I mean that's your that's the double-edged sword that every person that comes out or, or makes an alien film from this point on is going to have trouble with well to to a couple of things um i as i watch you know prometheus or alien covenant even though everyone's kind of in a different place with those films never once watching those films that i think oh i miss the queen um what I was seeing was interesting enough, interesting enough, and different enough, and something I hadn't seen before, like um, the hammerpeed and uh, just the 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 vases, uh, the urns, and uh, just the way that you know the black goo. And I know there's plenty of discussion about that trope, um, <coughs> but then you have Covenant, and you have the spores, and you have the varying different ways that. Uh, the the alien can kind of reproduce itself, but then you know in Covenant you have the the question of the eggs. Where did those eggs come from? Uh, are they just large spores that look like eggs? Where did they come from? Were they grown? Whatever. Um, and there's some questions there. Um, but even during those questions, I wasn't like, oh, I hope I'll see a queen. Of course, I know that in the ramp up to Covenant and the release or. There was questions, well, what did Shaw become? Did, he, did she become the first queen? Was her body kind of used to kind of, as an incubator of some sort? I mean, we, and we don't really have an answer to that question. But uh, the other point that I would like to make is I think we were discussing this earlier. Some of us were. I really, actually, me and Dave were discussing this. Um, I think that what Alien needs is, isn't a rehash of what we've seen before. And I don't just mean... The queen. I mean, maybe she can be used uh, in a way that's that is different, and the way that makes her scary. Because I, I, I'm also someone that I don't find her scary. She's just her body size is too big. She can't really run very fast. She's just very obtuse. Um, she's made to to lay eggs, so she's not really a fighter or a warrior. Um, but I just think that the Alien series, on the whole, it just needs a a, a fresh reset. Um, and that doesn't include Ripley or Amanda Ripley or any of these things that were, they're kind of in yep. public consciousness all the time. And, you know, I know we have the Blomkamp debate and all of these things, but I really, and actually Patrick, I attribute to bringing me around on this the most. We just, we have to kind of like leave the past in the past and start off with a new, with a whole new Kill slate. Kill the past, let it die. Yep. Yep. Uh, See, this is what happens when I play devil Jamie's advocate, as I get. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been saying that for years. The aliens just start with a fresh coat of paint, new characters, new setting, new everything. Nothing, just start brand new, brand new fresh, and then you could kind of bring a fresh face to all this. Well, I think it's, it's interesting. I feel like most people, when asked about Covenant, 
mention that the their a highlight for them was the backburster sequence, and I think that we you know it might be worth investigating why that is. Like I, I think in some ways it's because it's a return to basics, right? It's something like uh, uh, the reason why Alien is a cultural mainstay. You know, regardless of all of the other tropes that it used, and the and you know Sigourney Weaver becoming this you know action hero and all these other things, is the chestburster sequence when Kane gives birth. I think that's like that's the reason why it's a cultural touchstone, and I think that um, the backburster sequence gave us that same experience of wondering what the fuck was happening and having this kind of mortifying, gory reveal, but it was done in a way that made us even more confused. So it was something that yep. kind of triggered that same part of our mind that gets us afraid of the unknown, but it do, it did it in a way that we were familiar with and also overwhelmed by, and I think that's why it sticks out so well, because I was so afraid of that. So I don't yeah, know, it was, it's it neither was, here nor there, but... Yeah, I'm no, about, you're right. It was, it was familiar, but different. It was, it was the same, but it wasn't. It was... Just there was the perfect blend of yeah, right. stuff we know and stuff we don't. I've got a question for everyone who is saying that we should like forget the past and kind of have a, a a fresh reset on it. Seeing as we're talking about maybe not using the queen or how we would feel if the queen wasn't used, I want to ask those same people. I know uh, Jamie's one, but he's he's just popped away. But anyone else who, who's going along with the, the the leave the past in the past, what are your feelings about the series continuing to use uh, the chestburster and the face hugger? Because now we've got different vices of of the alien coming about, you know, whether it be spores or, or black goo or, or some kind of David creation or, or what have you. It's, it's kind of deemed that the facehugger and the, the chestburster almost unnecessary, uh, much like the queen. So I'm just wondering what, what your thoughts are on it. I have no problem bringing those back. I think those are some of the elements that need the, the fresh coat of paint because the, the, the spores to me, like I said, are just, it just turns the series into Resident Evil. It's like, all right, the spore is going to go into this and then this. I mean, it's almost like it just, to me, it just takes, I don't think it adds anything um, that could really be mysterious. I think just the, even just the general basics, maybe with some sort of twist that I'm not smart enough to think of could work. Just all that stuff redone and reintroduced in just a different manner. But I think all the general tropes, and like um, Patrick was just saying with the, the backburster, it was something we've seen a kajillion times, but it was done properly. And it's one of the, I mean, hell, for all that movie's faults, that's one of the best movies and one of the best scenes in all the Alien movies between the score that's there and the way it's done. It's, it's, it's awesome. And there's no reason that type of thing can't be brought back to the rest of the franchise, the Queen, uh, the characters, the facehugger, chest burster, you name it. I think all that stuff could work. I, I don't time for Yeah, good. No go. No go. I, I don't care if they, they they can use the facehugger for as long as they want because to me that's still one of the, the, the coolest, creepiest things around. Yeah, it's creepy as shit. as long as they don't shoot them and fly them through the air in slow mo. Because that has been killed and 
Aliens versus Predator, it was the worst on that. And I think they did it, was it in Thinking Covenant, too, where they had it literally just about fly through the air. Like, I like the whole, you know, the, the pop-out on Kane will forever be one of the, the greatest scenes. I mean, that, was, that scene was so quick and so savage. It was just such a neat thing. But, I mean, to get to your point, I think the, the chestburster, you don't have to do the chest burster. I mean, literally, you could have it come out someone's elbow for all I care. If it's something different, a different way it's coming out, you know, the one that came out of out of the guy's out of his mouth, um, through his throat, you know, that it in itself was just it, it gives you that uh, just an uneasy feeling. Um, but I mean, I like I said, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I thought that um, was it. Ridley Scott was not a fan of the whole Queen uh, concept. So my thing is. Is he going to, you know, just saying if he comes up with another, if there's another movie now, does his queen, does he go in a separate direction or why bring it in and introduce it at all? I mean, there's, there's a, a ton of areas to go, but, you know, I just find it funny that, you know, for something that wasn't liked, I believe that you in Covenant, you have the whole queen and you start this moral, this ball rolling in everybody's head that is Shaw going to turn into the queen? Was she almost the queen? What's he going to do with Daniels? Is she going to become a queen? How's she going to be? So like for not really liking that whole scenario to push it again and have people questioning, but then again, he could pretty much go in any direction he wants and it's still going to be, you know, something hopefully we've never seen before. But to that point, the only people who are asking those questions were the fans. I don't think, uh, Ridley Scott had any intention of in reintroducing a queen. I think it was pretty obvious in Covenant that Ridley Scott was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm doing something different. Um, and I know that it's he's gone on record and people who've worked with him have gone on work, record to say that Ridley Scott doesn't like to repeat himself. Um, Correct. That's controversial. Actually, I think he does like to repeat himself. Yeah. Well, but, but, but he I'm also like, never made a queen before. No, he hasn't. But it's also something he didn't come up with. And I don't know if that is going to I don't know if he would do that, but I think part of maybe some of the groan or not groans, but some of the, the, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for a little bit, maybe where people, people, maybe myself are tired of it is, or can, or you can, it can not that so much like, Oh, I'm tired of aliens or I'm tired of, or of, of alien or whatever. It's more of a lot of times in groups, it's Marines, the queen, hoorah, you know, and that's kind of, that's the the message all the time is Marines and the Queen, Marines and the Queen, Ooh, um, and that gets Shut a little bit boring, you know. To be honest with you, uh, I think uh, Alien is best when it's Alien, and uh, I think again, uh, like uh, what you're saying, Patrick, about the backburster. It, it, you know, I remember I will never forget uh, leaving the theater that night. We've talked about this before. Calling Dave uh, or texting Dave, and just we were talking about that scene, and I remember being completely disturbed by that scene. Unlike I had ever been in a movie, like I felt almost sick to my stomach and that doesn't happen to me in a film. And, uh, that, that scene, the backburster, even though it was a very, it was a variation on a theme that we've seen, it was done in such a way that it felt brand new. And I think, uh, that's, I think if we see the queen again, she's got to feel new. And I don't mean the design. I just mean, she's got to be in the shadows. I mean, maybe someone's, maybe someone's in a, I don't know, in some type of structure and she's there and they don't hear it and they run into her, you know? Um, I mean, that would be pretty scary. I think that the alien, the face huggers, the eggs, all of it is scary. But I think the problem is, is 
some of these directors, whether it's the the, rec, the AVP directors or it's uh, obviously with Resurrection or maybe even a little bit in Covenant, is the, they feel like tropes. They don't feel like they're needed. And when you turn these things into tropes, that's when they start feeling like, oh, okay, we're seeing this, we're seeing that. It's got to feel important. It's got to feel necessary. Um, and Patrick and I would have, were having a discussion about uh, yet another entry into this series, but we were talking about the idea of all characters mattering. And uh, I talked about that with you as well, Dave, that all characters have to matter. And those characters also include the queen, the facehugger, and the egg. Those are characters in a film. They're not just tropes. And I think maybe I tire of them because they feel like tropes now. They don't feel like characters. Well, it'll be really like easy to. It'll be re- it'll be really easy to use the queen in a different way than what we've seen, because in Alien Resurrection, we've spoke about this. You know, she her, she was pretty much a plot device to give us the newborn, which was god awful. Um, and in Aliens, we only really saw her in the hive, which and that was done brilliantly. Um, and then we saw her come up against, uh, you know, she was kind of hunting Newt on the Salako and then having uh, the mother-mother battle with, with the power loader, with Ripley and the power loader, sorry. Uh, so something you can do just original is see what she would do against a human one-on-one. Like, how would you kill a queen if you can't blow it out of an airlock? Uh, what can you do to a queen if you don't have a power loader to kind of match it? Like there's so many unexplored things you can do uh, with, with, with the queen. I, I think that in both um, Prometheus and Alien Covenant, they're onto a good thing. They've taken uh, what you say, these tropes that we're so familiar with and kind of turned them on their heads. So all of our expectations, like at least with Ledward, the conventional moviegoer would be thinking, oh, it's going to come out the front of him. You know, we've seen this before. We've seen the guy lie down on the med table. It's all going to be the same thing again. But it wasn't. It was through his back. Uh, and, and that was the same with um, the mouth burster as well, which which doesn't really get enough credit, uh, which is totally disgusting. Um, oh, that's <laughs> sick. It is. You, it, no one talks about that. That is disgusting. Yeah. Me. I yeah. feel like it's, I feel like if that moment were lit better, people would talk a lot yeah, more about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's part of the problem. What, what made her. that worse is that his partner was right there watching it. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, to, no, to be able funny. to like see that and not being able to control what's happening. Even the description in the in the book, Alan Dean Foster, uh, just describing the whole moment. You know, uh, saying that his maxilla was like extending to the point of where it just his jaw just snapped and dropped open and then like the yeah, mouth burst just comes head. out yeah i just i just love that and if they could do that with the queen like make it so different enough so it's interesting but same enough so the queen gets the sort of respect and reverence it deserves i would love to see you know ridley scott's or blomkamp's or whoever takes the helm of the franchise next to, to do the Queen justice. I would love to see that. And, and I know you guys don't like AVP, but I really love the presentation of the Queen in that. I thought it was really cool. Um, she's, uh, and, and I, I really want to buy the, uh, what you call it, the Revoltech um, AVP Queen, because I think she's beautiful. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, I think that 
if whoever takes over, they just can't reheat and, and do exactly the same as what we've seen before. It definitely has to be something that's different and, and the encounter has to be different. The power dynamics have to be different. It can't be like a, a Ripley type figure in a power loader again, I don't think. Like, you know, we, we saw that sort of kind of battle with Daniels and um, the Lander uh, battling the, the Xenomorph in, in Covenant and people didn't like it because it was too much like the power loader. So I think it has to be like, you know, maybe a, a child or a man or, or some so something else against right. the queen with, with a different type of weapon that is not uh, unequal or on par and it can kind of surprise us. Or even in um, Alien, the Cold Forge, uh, even though there wasn't a queen in there, the power loader was used and I think it was used effectively and it was used differently and it was um, used in an interesting way that made it... Uh, it, it made it fun for fans of the Alien franchise to read because it, it had such familiarity, but at the same time it was different enough that we didn't know what was going to happen, and I think that's what we need in the next movie. Such a good book. Oh, see, well, <laughs> so good. But the, the problem is, too, and, and like I said, I know I'm the dark horse on this because they're, you know, I enjoy them, um, but you know, like look at um, the, the AVP movies. My reason for those movies shelling and just being absolutely awful is all the directors tried to do was fit as many easter eggs and and nods to the franchises that they could that they showed nothing different you know you saw it over if you the the, the first avp movie besides being in antarctica literally copied um the first comic where they're on ryushi that it, it literally it copied it except it was in the snow um, and, and that's the kind of stuff that drives me nuts is, is there's no originality. So, you know, it's just like Clara said, yeah, if, if you put, if you handle the queen correctly, you have so many avenues of which way you can travel, but you have to do it the correct way and show her the correct way. Yeah. It's about you know, respect. It's funny, the, 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 the queen and Ryushi on the comics, uh, has, an interesting if i it's been a long time since i've read those but i i remember that there's there's like these dueling factions of predators and the queen is basically brought in as like a weapon to mind control the xenomorphs that have been enslaved by like the antagonist no, predator you're, clan you're thinking of third world war oh is that oh, what okay okay yeah, in, in whichever storyline that was yep. i like the way they used her in that as sort of a uh as like an interesting as, as, as showing a, a different side of her power with the sort of her, her communication abilities. But the problem again there is, is that once we know that she's able to communicate with the drones, which we do, obviously, having seen aliens, that removes again, the, you know, another layer of mystery because they literally have a language like we can we can intuit how they can communicate because they can she can hiss and they can understand things. You know, I really feel like bringing mystery back is a. It's just going to be helpful in, in general. Um, going back to something about 45 minutes ago briefly, um, Bryant, that was a really good point about how isolation might not have been well-received uh, as a film because of its familiarity, whereas because it's experiential, because it's a game that we can you know kind of inhabit in our own time and bring our own objective reality to, it has a different reception. Something that I find really fa- – I think, I think you're actually right about that. Something that I find really fascinating – is that we are always caught in this tug of war with these films between what's familiar and or like what's too familiar and what's not familiar enough, right? 
And I, I think that that's something that every fandom deals with. I think you, you see that really clearly with Star Wars fandom. I think you see it with anything. You know, whenever you revisit old territory, uh, you're going to be inevitably running into these situations where some people feel like it's too precious and some people feel like it's completely disregarding the past. So I guess what what I would say is it doesn't matter at the end of the day. You can make, it's a value call that you as the director make. You either double down on tradition or you abandon it or you do something in the middle. But as long as what you're doing has some sort of a cohesiveness to it. I think I think with isolation, part of why it works, other than the fact that it is a video game so that has its own sort of separate aspect, I think it's just the attention to detail. Like we talked, I remember Clara and I talked quite a bit about this um, a couple episodes back about the... Uh, the cassette futurism and like the, the idea that, you know, when you activate things in the game, it sounds and it feels very familiar like it does in the film. And it's a, a constant reinforcement loop with the, with the film that we love. And I think that, um, because like that, that's never, they never lose sight of that. Like there's no huge anachronism in the middle of the film that just blows it into this weird dream sequence or something like it. It's like the, it is decided early on that isolation is a fundamentally, familiar experience done extraordinarily well and that is the tone for the whole film i think when these work really well like aliens is a great example of a movie like this it starts off with a very different tone it starts off saying i am not what you're used to um you better just appreciate me for what i am and then it does it so brilliantly well that you can't help but appreciate it even if you don't even like the movie it's it's just a brilliant film you know so i think just like anything if, if you're going to have a queen in a movie decide on whether or not it's alien and then just go as far in that direction as you can. And at the end of the day, as we've all been saying this entire episode, it comes down to the personnel you have on board. And if you don't have somebody who's capable of steering that vision, no matter what choice you make, it's not going to go anywhere. I, I, I definitely, I totally agree with that, Patrick. And just so everyone's clear, I totally on the alien isolation train. I fought against that. And once I played that, uh, you know, played the, uh, the game, it totally won me over with, just the obvious love put into that. That's a unique experience, and it's terrifying. You're like stepping into the the film, but the the uh, you know it, it's exactly what you're saying. The one aspect <coughs> that I, as a fan, constantly struggle with with isolation is it it feels like the universe is smaller because a man because Amanda Ripley somehow also got involved with the xenomorphs. You know, I, they've won me over. I'm I want to see where they go with that story. But I think that maybe, you know, the films themselves need exactly what you're saying. We almost need both the creators and the fans to stop chasing the high of aliens. You know, it was great. There's a lot we can take from it. But you're right. These things need original characters. We need to see something different. We need to stop seeing colonists every time. We need to not go back to Marines. We need to not go back to towing vessels. We need to maybe even step away from what we've already seen of androids. Like we need someone to come in with a a new idea. And that could even be something like, I mean, Alien 3 gave us a, you know, a a prison alien movie. You know, we could have like a heist alien movie, Um, you know, with we could have so many different variations in the right hands. And and they do need to it needs to feel even more than Star Wars, I think, which can kind of lean on its legacy because it's sort of about families and legacies. Alien has Alien has some of that, but we need new stories. We need new characters and new new vision to a degree. And I think uh, uh, you also need 
really, you know, and I think this goes for any character in any film. There just again has Alex to be Alex Garland. It has to well, yeah. But there has to be a level of respect. Definitely Alex Garland. <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna make an alien film, you need to and you're gonna you need to include whatever component of the alien mythology in it because you love it not because it you're you feel obliged to not because the studio is telling you to and if you don't feel like you want to do it because the studio is telling you to then walk away from it um and i, I think you know it, again it's just about respect it's about respecting the material that you have and uh i don't know even in uh the very, you know, I don't know how much uh, David Fincher, even as much as I love Alien Three, how much, how interested he was in alien lore, or how, you know, and it was kind of clear sometimes maybe he wasn't worried, he wasn't too concerned about, you know, the effects of the alien in Alien Three because it was shitty. Um, I just think that there needs to be a, a, just a, a someone who is just biting you know biting at the bit to tell a story yep. and to uh say this is the story i want to tell this is what i've loved and uh you know almost like uh, who ridley scott was in seven in the late 70s before they gave you're, him you're this not, film or you're not going back on the uh, neil blomkamp uh train are you is, it, is this where no this is i mean that ship has sailed sigourney weaver's just about turned 70 in a year that ship has sailed um, I, I, I think as much as I would love to see that it's over, it's done. I, I think that we're, we're just, we're, we have to kind of, hopefully, I don't know what Fox has in store, but I feel like all of it has just been divisive. Um, and it's been, there's been this contention. And I think some of the contention that happened with Ridley Scott and Neil Blomkamp and all those things, those studio, that studio contention jumped to the fan base. Um, and I think, uh, the I think you're right. There was a transference there, I think. Yeah. And I think the best thing to do is just to kind of move on. And I, hopefully Fox has got, yep. you know, got that message loud and clear. To, I guess it's to be, to find out, you know, we'll find out. Now, let, me, let me just, let me just throw a thought. And this is just really quick. And this is again, kind of beside the point, but you know, I've been saying Alex Garland a lot and getting a lot of, um, you know, thumbs up from people because we all love his work. Well, some I know some of you don't in here, but you're crazy. Clara but does think, not like um, an, annihilation. But well, that's not the point. But what, that here, movie here, is trash. <laughs> listen, listen, wait, wait, Clara. If you need a oh, cure for no. annihilation, is fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> Clara's crazy. Thing Clara. That movie's the bear. Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing. So, so Neil Blomkamp, Neil, Neil Blomkamp has made this like mini career of complaining and releasing things about this, sh- and and I think that that is. I don't think he's been complaining. I think he's just releasing. Oh, what he he, he I don't think he's complaining at all. About it, and he, he is. He's bitter about it. No, I don't blame him not. for it. Obviously, no, he had his movie better. taken away from him by a bitter old man. What do you expect? Yeah, like, I, 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 I get it. Did I, I get open it. a can of worms or something here? Well, just but just <laughs> the think, worms are always crawling around. Let's go. He, any interview you hear him do, and I and I say this as somebody who's read two of his novels, somebody who's been a big fan of his work for you know since Twenty Eight Days Later. Um, I think you you every single time he talks, he brings up Alien as being the foundational film for him. Like that was what got him interested in the science fiction of ideas. He talks about Alien all the fucking time, and he never complains about it. You know, he never says like, "Well, why am I not making this?" You know, he never makes these backroom deals by getting Sigourney Weaver to executive produce. He just writes from a place of love for Alien, and that comes to the point where he finally got a chance to make a pseudo Alien movie in Sunshine, 
which is a very uneven film. I think it's a brilliant film, but it's a very uneven one. And I think um, you can see really clearly in the stupidest part of the movie, which is the pinbacker sequence, which I, I won't get deeply into because it's a huge spoiler territory for people. But I think um, that even though that is the dumbest part of the movie in terms of the you know philosophical reality of what was going on, it is so scary. It is it is something that you're thinking this is ridiculous, and I am horrified by what I'm watching. And I, the, the idea of him being able to, do, he was clearly trying to do an alien project with that, you know. I think the idea of getting him able to steer the mythology and to take the reins and to do whatever the fuck he wants to do with his brilliant artistic mind um, just excites me to no end. I really think he's the best. Well, person. he's that's completely totally qualified. qualified. He's completely qualified. More than artistic for an alien movie. That's 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 my little editorial. Yeah, I comment. mean, really, I think the the difficult, the most difficult thing with an alien film is the script. I think maybe all of us could probably agree on that. Getting a script right, I think it's there's so much meddling. There has been so much meddling in these stories yep. and input that by the time Ever they shoot the, these films, Alien Three, yeah, by the time they shoot these films, even though. Uh, I would say Prometheus of the films we've received since Alien 3, since 92, Prometheus is probably the most focused. The script is shitty, but at least it knows what it is. You know, it, it's, it, they've got a goal. They've right. got a, they're, right. they're on a mission. Yep. They're on a journey. Whereas yeah, these right. other films are like, oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, you know. I love I love Covenant, but it has more of identity crisis than some girls I've dated. You've been in my life so long, I can't remember anything else. And 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 one last thing on on Garland, the bear sequence that everybody brings up from Annihilation as being clearly one of the best moments of it um, is is in my opinion a perfect example of introducing alien into a non-alien environment because there are layers of unknowability within that sequence, right? Between the noises that the bear makes, which I, I won't get into because I don't want to spoil it for anybody, between the the polygeometric face shapes and the and the morphing skulls and all this shit. And you're looking at this thing and you're and you're recognizing it as something you can recognize. Just like when you look at the queen, you can recognize it as member of a, a member of a, a hive hierarchy you can recognize her as being the central you know progenitor of this thing when you look at the bear you see a predator right but then you look more at this bear and you listen to this bear and it makes less sense and the less sense it makes the more terrifying it becomes to the point where it becomes something that everybody talks about as one of the great horror moments of the year in a non-horror movie i think it's a i think that's part of why he's qualified okay i'm done with alex garland but he's fucking great <laughs> i i, I barely like made the rest of the movie movie. attention's nonsense well okay um, i've got a couple <laughs> points <laughs> <laughs> yes, Connor. So, um, going back to Alien Isolation, because we will never shut up about it on this podcast. One of the <laughs> best lessons I reason. think I took from it was not the f- alien itself; it's how the alien is used as a catalyst for to drive the characters in their story. Because I think we'll all agree the f- most terrifying part about Isolation is the whole run up to before you actually see the alien. Because you're being put in this environment that's complete and utter chaos. And it displays the worst parts about humanity, in my opinion, where you see all these survivors struggling just for the bare minimum of supplies. You'll see them killing each other for supplies. You can, I could even imagine seeing people throw other people towards the alien just to avoid it. But I think what's most important, we don't need to toss canon or what's been established about the life cycle to the wind and give it a new facelift it's how 
these creatures are used not just for eye candy, but to push the characters and their arcs and these stories in more diverse and interesting ways that we've not seen before. Because you could give us some sort of new alien or whatever, but if it's just the same story setup, it's not going to be interesting. We're just going to get bored of it and complain about it. Just much like Covenant, it did give us new things in the life cycle, but it followed a lot of tropes. Picking up on <laughs> picking up on what you're saying, like a, like a, a case in point is. Uh, a film that Patrick loves and a lot of people love is uh, Into the Spider-Verse, which is uh, another iteration of, of, of the Spider-Man lore. And it's amazing. And it feels, you know, I don't love it as much as like Patrick loves it, but it, I will, I will uh, be a witness to say that it is an amazing film. And it's very much of what we see in it are things that we've seen before in a way I've never seen it done before. So I think Halloween also, sorry. Halloween, yeah, I haven't seen that yet. Um, yes. New one. Yes. Well, I, I just think yes. it is possible. I mean, I, I see versions of the of the alien and the queen all the time, and I'm just like, the the, the images are scary to me. The alien continues to be frightening. Um, just even the different kind of variations in design or all the fan variations. I mean, the amazing uh, concept designs of the alien. It's it's a fucking scary beast, and you just it's not about it's it's really about the cook. It's not about the 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 ingredients or the recipe, you know? It's about the cook. Mm, well said. Look, those two specimens are worth millions to the bioweapons division, right? Now, if you're smart, we can both come out of this heroes and we will be set up for life. Can I can I ask a question for the group? Um, well, in, initially I wanted to challenge everybody to do the queen's breathing noises, but I think that would get, that would get too, too fucked up too quickly. But, you know, if you feel like it, whip that out <laughs> yeah. at some point. Um, I, I'm wondering what are some of your favorite representations of the queen outside of films? Cause we've now had two episodes talking about her in, in the movies. What are some of your favorite, um, interactions with her in, in expanded universe things? Air four trilogy. With the cult. I love how she can basically yeah. reach into your mind and all your dreams. So not only when the aliens are around, they're invading your body, they're also invading your very psyche, which is fucked up beyond all compare. Yeah, I love I love the uh, the dream stuff as well. I think that's really fascinating. And you know, it's an, it's an interesting parallel because in the in the aliens, the first run of the aliens Dark Horse comics, when we see the pilot, he also invades dreams. Remember? It's kind of a Everybody cool little. I, I never liked his involvement in those original comics. I don't know why. It just it didn't seem right oh, to neither, me. No, I, I fucking think he's ridiculous. But <laughs> and, and, and it's it's funny because the same people that complain about the engineers are the same people who complain that we lost that the pilot race. Um, and also, in my opinion and in my experience, a lot of the time, the same people who say that they. Um, don't like the prequels because they're like abandoning this, what they've assumed the engineers to be based on the dark horse comics. And I'm like, so you really want that character to be the basis yeah, of the mythology? The vegetable helmet. Well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I some think of those iterations look really silly. silly. Well, they do look silly. I don't think that people want that. They, they're not happy. I love the engineers. Well, I can name names. I can name. I'm not going to. I, I love I, the engineers, but I still don't think that they're the creature that was in the ship in the derelict, not by a long shot. No, well, fair enough. I liked. I, I I was a big fan of the uh, the Red Queen. Yeah, From genocide. Oh, the Red King was right? she was great. Genocide. Well, and that's like so cinematic. That's made for film. Is it's sort of shocking that they haven't gone like, hey, let's at least have an alien fight an alien at some point 
a queen fight a queen, you know. I almost, it, it seems like something they would have shoved into the back of an AVP movie by this point. <laughs> well, if they were that smart, we'd have good AVP movies, so... <laughs> <laughs> one thing i wanted to add was uh i agree that one of the most fascinating uh, aspects is the the nightmare stuff with the the queens and some of the the first uh two iterations i guess the two books of the dark horse comics and the the other aspect was how people started worshiping the, like queen aliens and like sort of kidnapping other people and and taking them into the hives and and yeah. talking to um, I mean, that would that would be a really cool evolution for like if they had done that after Alien 3 or Alien 4, where we, you go like, oh, I thought I was afraid of the queen alien or I, I thought it wasn't scary. Well, now if it has this control over people around me, you know, how terrifying is that? Well, and I, think, I think there's the Lovecraft thing again. How cool would that be? Right. For, for yeah. that, it, that it could be exerting some right, sort of dream right. state control over people and forcing them to worship her and that like this religion comes about. And I think that's very scary. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, it's just her. Uh, I guess the the queen model or the the version itself. It's kind of hard because you, nothing really goes too far. Um, I guess you know off of that look. The look always stays the same, um, which which is good because, like I said, it's it's supposed to have that larger than life, scary. You know, and and each each comic itself has they've kind of done their own version of of something like you know we have the royal jelly and you know we like you know we were just talking about in, in uh, AVP Thrower War you know she has a and I actually I don't think was it psych I thought it was like a pheromone um, some kind of a signature that she re- she she reads off that she controls one group another and turns them on it's just there there's so much stuff I mean. The, the you know it's like the 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 aliens themselves i mean i always was under the impression that whatever um the face hugger whatever impregnated it it took the form of i mean that's something i'd like to see you know something done you know how you know well what if what if uh, a face hugger attached to a rhino what if it attached to a dog what if it you know you know you get the you know an alien three of course you had the 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 runner and stuff like that but i think that in its own self that could be that's an avenue that could just expand like crazy and not to not get campy you know i don't mean i don't mean it for it to be like you know oh look it, you know it's on an elephant so now it's the size of an elephant but you know there's it's been comics <laughs> yeah really i mean there's there's been comics that they they take the it's form got a dick. of <laughs> they, take, they take the form of what of what's been quick. on it. and it's just i i just think that's a cool concept i mean you know you could you could go forever and ever and ever, you know, there's, you know, um, what is it like labyrinth? You know, that was another one of the, the great, the great comics. Um, and then even, um, I'm trying to think of the other one where they actually, they sent a person in a robot suit and then they actually had a character that got captured just to go to the queen. Uh, it's just leaving my mind right now, but you know, rogue? there's, no. was it rogue? Oh. Oh no, Rogue was was Rogue. I think was no the, Rogue's they, where they create the thing. Yeah, they create one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I can't think of what it was. It was the one, like I said, it was the one where they they actually had a guy in a in a robot suit that would go down and and bring back the other character. And An it, anyway, yeah, they're just was it outbreak. So I mean, there's there's so many ways you can go with that and make it new. Well, that, I thought that would be my next question then for the group would be, how do we see the queen again, and how does she? How do we see her in a way that we haven't seen her before? And 
of course, not using her as just a an uh, you know an egg depository or or just this device. Um, again, uh, to go back to aliens, James Cameron really had a lot of respect for her. He had a respect for the design, um, just as a as a character in the film. Um, there was a lot of respect given to her, and I think that respect left left with Resurrection and. AVP, and then certainly an AVP Requiem. I don't even know if you should call that a queen. I don't even know what the fuck that was. It was just... A bastardization. It was just, yeah, it was just awful. Yes. It was awful. It was just, it was a true a true dumbing down of the queen. Whereas I think that this character deserves respect. Um, but I'm curious uh, how we she could be presented again uh, and make her interesting, or does does it even need that much thought? I mean, really, can we just place her in a room, you know, quietly, or a big room? I would, I would show, or use one of the theory, use you you mess with any of the theories we came up with, with show her, um, show her uh, creation or or one way. Like you could do something with, you know, Wayne Ten studying them, and you see how the queen comes about. You could do all sorts of twisted ways. You could do that. I think that would be interesting, showing her how. The alien species actually decides they need the queen itself. I think that could be interesting. That'd be something different instead of just placing her somewhere. I'm actually writing idea. that as we speak. <laughs> I, I, would, I would actually go a little bit of a different direction there. Instead of uh, Whale and Yutani uh, studying her, because that would probably mean that they would need to capture her, which I'm never a fan of. Oh, alien yeah. resurrection. No. Um, one shy. thing I wouldn't. One thing I wouldn't mind doing is. Maybe have a, a a story where someone's encountered the aliens before, uh, and I think this is very similar to, to one of the books or one of the comics. So we, and and you, you don't really need to show the queen that often. Just like little, uh, you know, three to five second clips of, of her maybe moving her head or whatever, and then a character waking up from a nightmare, going, "It's calling me! It's calling me! We need to go and finish this off. We need to go back and 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 you know, end the species." Uh, and and have kind of just play on that that uh, with, with the queen being able to um, what's what's the word um, the English language has disappeared from me all of a sudden <laughs> but like you, where it can communicate to the to to people uh, that's the one thank you very much you know and just let them know that I'm going to get you <laughs> you know and, and really just scare the bejeebas out of people. Darren Aronofsky type like dream sequences that are just terrifying would be yeah precisely fantastic. yeah yeah and and that way you don't need to expose the queen on screen that much you can literally just have her on for a few seconds at a time maybe moving her head the odd hiss here or there that kind of thing uh, I I think that would probably be the well one one good way to go about it anyway that'd be awesome almost like in like upside down sequences and stranger things but like in a in an alien context where you're just sort of trapped in a dream yeah yeah super cool yeah one great scene with uh aliens i remember i'll never forget this uh is when they're of course all in the med lab and all this stuff's going on and they're like they're here they're in the room they're like you're not reading it right and everything and then of course you have hicks who goes up into the ceiling and he sees them um and that scene it's like terrifying it is absolutely terrifying it's the idea that something's here and we know it is but we don't know where it is and i think uh the queen used that way she hasn't been used that way um where she's just she's not just a threat like a a a warrior or a drone she is i mean she's 
the boss. She kind of speaks to them. She's she's the she's she is she's the weapon of mass destruction. And to kind of have have her hidden, but have people kind of feel like something's here with us, but we don't know where it is. That to me is scary. I, I think someone touched on earlier. I'm I'm not sure her, and I apologize, but uh, someone was saying about how it'd be neat to see her in her element. I think that's kind of a cool concept because if you think about it, every time we've ever seen the queen, either she has been brought to a planet or she's on a planet or already involved in somebody, but it would be cool to see some kind of a concept. Um, I think the alien Prometheus predator uh, comic book kind of touched on it where it was kind of like um, that, like sort of a, their planet and we were stranded there. Like like Xenomorph Prime, right? Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Like to to see them where where it's not that they're you know we get stuck where they are instead of you know them coming some way and end up you know setting up shop. I guess you'd say here, but that'd be kind of cool to see sort of a you know like a lost in space kind of a crashed, don't know where you are, nothing is familiar, and then all of a sudden it gets even worse. You know, one of those kind of scenarios. It could be actually you do that, and then it can sense when there's people coming into her territory, and that's when she starts the uh, the, the telepathy. The telepathy. I don't know if I'm getting that word right. Uh, <laughs> you know, because they're kind of invading her environment, so that's when she's like, "You're gonna get it. You're gonna pay." And the, the people who are going near it, uh, that's when they start freaking out. I think That'd that, that awesome. could work. That could work I'm really well. Drilling that yeah. environment, painted by Giga right now. Oh, it'd be so fucking glorious. <laughs> That would be awesome. You know, I'm thinking I, I'm 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 the reason why like I'm I'm not jumping in too is, is for one thing because I want to hear what you have to say, but also because I'm like distracted by this like image that's playing out in my head right now of like what I would like to see. And I think what I want is for Ridley Scott to make his third prequel, and I want it to be the apotheosis of what he has been going towards this whole time. Like this Jeez. completely bizarre knows. I think he does, though, Jamie. I really think he does. I, th- I think he has he has a story that he's trying to tell. I think it's it's somewhat encumbered by other constraints and and by expectations and by revenue and things like that. But I, I think he does know what he's trying to do. Uh, and I have I think, a theory about this. Okay, well, well let, let me just finish my image. Yeah. What, what I would love to see is a completely quasi-religious, terrifying, grand guignol gothic philosophical horror film that basically ends almost with um like the ultimate body horror on on the ship that is then brought back to well and this is obviously like from the leaked script something that they're working on but then brought back to sort of you know wreak havoc on the engineers who were you know mounting an insurrection and then i would love for there to be some sort of a transference that happens like when he cracks the code almost like in blade runner 2049 you know when when replicants are able to reproduce that like in this that um two things happen one is that david is able to dream coherently because he talks about dreaming a lot in the film so like we enter a dream that he had and in that dream we see the birth of the queen mother who has been brought up, I think she was she was in Genocide and she was in Earth Wars, but it's this apocryphal aliens character of, of sort of the ultimate queen who exerts really profound dream control over casts of aliens across the galaxy. And I think in this dream state, she is revealed to him 
And in her being revealed, the power of that moment is enough to turn the engineers who are surviving against themselves, where they bow down to the this birth of a greater intellect and the birth of the ultimate evolution of what they were trying to do in the first place with their exploration of the universe. And that they basically commit self-genocide. David fades away into a dream state forever. And the aliens reign supreme. I, I think that would be like a really one. And, and to make it really fucking gory and scary and no survivors, um, the closest thing to a survivor being the Queen Mother and David, who's trapped in a dream somewhere floating in the galaxies, in the cosmos. I think that'd be a really fascinating way to go. That's awesome. I don't know that'd if any of that fun. makes sense. That'd be fun. In, in, in my head, no, I'm like, I, I got you. really vivid. Yeah. But. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously not on that level, but that's the same type of idea I think most of us wonderfully sick fucks have thought of when just the thought of him messing and creating and tweaking these um, poor souls yet to play with. You could, you could really have a lot of fun with it. But who knows if we'd even get that, if Fox would approve it, if who knows. But it's it's a hell of an idea not sign up for that. And just to be so scared. And just to be sitting there in a movie yep. that's fucking three yep. hours long and it's just so weird and it's scary. And well, I'm just sitting there hours. <laughs> six hours long. But like <laughs> and I, in my in my like heart, I would love for this to be the last film that he makes. Like, you know, he he waits four years and he finally makes this movie and it's just he puts everything he has into it and it's just wild and half of fandom hates it and half of fandom loves it. Oh, and we then, really need that, yeah. Well, because you know what? Like yeah. I think that's I think that's where this is going. And I think after that, we reset things and we figure out what our shared language is. But I think, like, if we're going to be honest, I think we have to be honest. I think we have to be honest with the art that we create. And I think we have to be honest with what we're trying to say. And I think that Ridley Scott is trying to say something and that it's being encumbered by a lot of things that are partly his own fault. But I think it would be fascinating to see what this guy who has given us a lot of things that mean a lot to us in our lifetimes to give him basically free reign to make the most fucked up thing that he can make and then to leave and to be done and then to and go back and figure out where to go next. If he could do that, that with a script that cared about everything, with a script that had intelligent everything. A script he didn't write. Yeah, a script he didn't Alex write. Garland. Um, something where, you know, we end up caring about these characters the way we character care about, you know, uh, all the characters in the first two, you know, um, or even the way we care about maybe Ferris or or uh, Shaw, uh, that would be great. I just don't, I, ideas aren't enough. Those ideas aren't enough to, to carry a film. I want to see every single colonist egg morphed. That's my plan. <laughs> I want every single one of them. And then it's going to be like, boom, there's, there's where all the eggs came from. We're good. See you all later. I'll, I'll talk to you later and move on. Hand over the keys. Say, time to go kill me. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, it's going to be interesting to see kind of if we do see the queen again, if they do have an alien series, you know, like it's set within the, the, the world of aliens, you know, and, and it takes place with Marines. If they introduce a queen, how that's going to shape out. Um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. And I think that there's a lot more to talk about. And if it does happen and we see the queen, obviously, we'll be talking about it more. Um, but I think we should probably wrap up but i want to kind of take this last maybe 10 15 minutes and d kind of uh talk about a shit show which is the predator but more specifically oh no uh, here's the elephant no. in the room there it is <laughs> but fuck not life. not the movie we're not gonna talk about the movie i just what mean the fuck are we talking about this no i just want to talk about <laughs> the uh the those the, the news so that before. the oh, sorry, news that show. dropped about ripley or newt waking up at the end of predator and what the fuck <sighs> those people were thinking 
The whole thing. They weren't. The whole thing is just. They don't know what to do. Yeah, the, the I'm I'm kind of at the point now where I, I'm so mad, and they they these stupid feeds keep coming out, and these stupid pictures about oh we were gonna do this ending, and we we're gonna do this ending, and oh look this one said Ripley, and oh guess what this one was Newt, and I think to myself first of all if you did that, you make absolutely no sense. And this whole Predator movie made that just that there would be no reason to do any of that. Although there was already was no reason for a lot of things they did. But I think the whole reason they're doing this, it's just for, it's just to sell DVDs. You know, that's that my only yep. thing I can think of is just, yep. just to get people to go out and be like, did you hear about this? Well, now I got to go get the movie so I can watch it. I think it. you're right. It's not a coincidence that this is all coming out, you know, within a month yeah. of the DVD going. Oh, yeah, they're trying to get people to go, whoa, I gotta buy this. What else did they do? (laughs) The thing is, they spent money on props and to film it. So what? Yeah. I I can't, and I know you guys, I know a lot of you guys, like I know Dave and and Patrick, I know you guys are really into the comics, I know some of the other guys are, but it's, it's so bad. Like, this whole combination is so bad. The last time anything was this bad is, and you guys remember Alien versus Predator versus Terminator? When they brought, when they had Ripley yep. in the bar. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That like, when I saw all those pictures. <laughs> this, is like, oh, this is worse. This is worse. This is worse. This is worse. This doesn't even make, I mean, you know what's, what makes this worse is I think that all of us would agree. There's, there's literally no, the problem with this is this is a decision that says we filmmakers, we storytellers did not care enough to come up with a reason why this could happen. We're not yeah. going to, we don't explain no. why time travel. We don't explain why they would be predator killers. We don't, ex- we just want you to go, oh my God, at the end of the movie. We don't care <laughs> what it is. We yep, literally yep. do not care what yep. it is. And, <laughs> I, and that's the problem. Yeah. All that it is is a slap to the audience intelligence by doing that. Oh, it's like here, yeah, this, this is a throwback, something you yep. like. It's the probably one of the most insulting things that I've seen. You know, at least with, with the other films, they were just trying to do. Kick. It's like, I, yeah, I, I don't even, I don't even. It's a drop kick, did you tell me? Totally, it's a total drop That's kick. That's a fucking drop this, kick. This movie, <laughs> this face with an art of arc that I do with <laughs> This movie, was the best part of that movie. <laughs> this Predator movie is the equal to Alien Resurrection in my book. No, and I will worse. say this. Oh, it's way worse. No. Only because Alien Resurrection is a masterpiece. Shane, Shane Black, who of course deserved to be killed off immediately in the, in the first Predator movie. He he thought, okay, I have a chance at this. What every single director that did anything besides the original and the two first ones, and the AVP movies, all did the exact same thing. How can I make this movie so people come to see it? I know what I'll do. I'll put as many Easter eggs and as many throwbacks and nods to the original movies that I can, just so people go, I want to go see this because supposedly there's a scene in this movie where this happens, like putting the spear in there from AVP and doing just like little stupid stuff. And not the, the fan base fan base, but the people out there that are just like, you know, oh, it's an action movie and I'm going to go see it. And they go into it like that. And then the rest of us go like, Really, what were they thinking? But it'll make it's just like every other movie, it makes a ton of freaking money, and it's like it, it well, did nothing. Fortunately, it, it didn't make any money. It, yeah, that's really, a good thing. It bombed. The I, don't know. I enjoyed it, I just don't take it too seriously because it's not connected to the alien franchise. I don't know why they were trying to connect it to AVP because it doesn't make any sense. Nope, I think the spirit in, in that movie's defense, I think just that stuff was just there just to be a cool prop that they found they threw in the movie i thought that part was kind of neat 
I know that movie yeah. was a goddamn mess. I, li- I like the first like half hour, 40 minutes of Fugitive Predator. I thought that was cool. The rest was a shit show, but eh, it was at least it was, you know. Dude, the dogs had dreadlocks. Yeah, that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. That was making a PG 13 Venom, but hey, what are you going to do? Yep. Mm. Oh, man. That was a nerd. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. That's right. That, 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 the directors and writers didn't Not even touching that. I never thought I'd say this, but out of all of the options that we've present, been presented with for the ending of The Predator, I think the Iron Man type suit was the best option. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> by far. Yeah, it by was far. the right decision. And oh, it was the reactor. Yeah, previously so exposed yeah, to that. Yeah, pretty much. But before that, I was like, <laughs> what the fucking hell were they thinking putting that in there? And then now that I've seen, like... <laughs> The, the mechanical face hugger mask and and the 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 cryogenic uh, case where either Ripley or Newt was going to be in there like you know the props guys did a fantastic job but the story guys where the fuck was the continuity team what were they thinking that just doesn't even fit into like the where universe was Fox executives <laughs> saying no you right, can't do this right. this is not a good idea. This fandom well, doesn't can't handle this right they, now. They were in the same place when they nuked the town in AVP Requiem, yeah. you know, yeah. in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That fucking movie. As fans, we can it, all attest. Did the movie have a different ending with the the test audience, and they changed it? I don't know. I could be completely wrong. No, you're probably right. But. No, you are. You're correct. There was like a, a subplot where there were supposed to be like good predators based yeah, at like fifty one. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the idea was though, had they wanted Arnie, they wanted Arnold to come back Are and like serious? join them. <laughs> 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 Who did that? Who did that? You know, they wanted they wanted bigger <laughs> cameo, and and then when they didn't trick? have it, they're like, well, what's the predator killer? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's well, the thing. Like, a predator's on Earth. It's killing everyone. Oh, here's a suit to protect you <laughs> from <laughs> the, us. The sad thing is. The sad thing yeah. is, if if you followed the like like I said, I, I know I'm the oddball out here, but like if you followed the Predator comics, the Alien comics, AVP comics, like I, I got the understanding of how like because in the AVP comics there are different factions, you know, and they they did the same thing <laughs> in, in the Predators uh, movie that was what a couple years ago too, yeah, where there was different sizes, different groups, and that was that was cool. But like that to was. go from they the predator and then yeah and then have like a fifteen foot tall one, oh, and like was- it, it it and it was all CGI like three quarters of it just it, you know it was a swing and miss swing and miss. Well, the the, 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 swing and misses, the guy who played Nebraska Williams was both in the Predator and Bird Box and he was a soldier in both and mm. <laughs> oh. maybe time maybe time to resign brother maybe time to resign. <laughs> <laughs> or, or yeah, I just can't re- I can't forget that one scene where they're running from the bus and there's all those motorcycles and he says get to the choppers oh, oh yeah sick. it was so bad it's almost oh, as bad honestly, as oh you don't have any people do you? you're solo that's as bad yeah. how bad that the, is the loop, oh my like, god the, I'll call you solo <laughs> the, uh, the what ship are you rogue uh, I don't know rogue one <gasps> Shut up, Rogue One's you know what? The best part of the Predators movie has to be the Loonies. They like I could just watch a movie with those guys. I the Fugitive Predator, Predator was badass. The, the scene, yeah. the scenes in the living room, yeah, they were oh, pretty. Oh my fun. goodness! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah, only you get like four scenes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
back to what you were saying though, it, I think it was it was an absolute travesty to to even put any kind of concept work out there that that had any connection to yeah. aliens or Ripley or Newt because this is like I said, it gets you all excited and then you're like but it doesn't matter because it didn't get used and you'll never see this again. It's so almost like, like they're saying, you think this was bad. We're about to add yeah. these, you know, like, you're lucky. <laughs> oh. Get your bark bags ready. Yeah. What you missed? Yeah, right. Oh man. <laughs> A drop kick. But the thing is like, we can, as fans have our own ideas of where we want certain, these franchises to go. But we have these ideas of like, no, that's just too fucking stupid. Put it in the trash, but, but you get these people who are getting fucking paid for it. And it's like, yeah. oh, we'll just put it in there. <laughs> fans, fuck them. We're, yeah. we're in the wrong job, you know. That. We're all in the wrong yes. job. <laughs> we are in the wrong fucking career. Hire us for God's sake. Yeah, we have, we have common sense. For that's it. our weakness. Yes. Well, I think that's the grave sin here is is insulting your <laughs> audience. And I think in these days, really, in, in this atmosphere, in this climate of social media and how big of an influence it has into the in the success or not of films you better fucking make a good film because it will tank if it i mean although aquaman's doing well you so i don't know what the you know, good i don't know what's going on with that but jason momoa probably venom made money so we're even well venom was actually compared it was momoa. pretty pretty good uh no 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 <laughs> well my question like Remember how we, we talked right. to, we talked about Covenant and stuff and too, and that's another thing too. You know what? what this, Kingdom did well too. That sucked. Leave me alone. Don't go there, Dave. Don't what go sucked? there, Dave. What sucked? <laughs> yeah, you know. Jurassic Park, Fallen Kingdom. Oh Jesus, that movie was. We just, got the trolls out tonight. Oh, that movie was yeah, I know, Patrick. Wait, awesome. Not a troll. It's a fact. The movie was terrible. It no, was. it was great. No, Chris Pat- Mel- That's why they keep making them, Michael. That's why they keep making them because you. Think uh, but anyway, no, like I was saying, like, <laughs> like social media is what the killer is. I mean, we talked about Covenant, you know, and not nothing against, but like, so the movie comes out in you know overseas first, and what happens is you know a certain group of people don't like it, and they hit social media, and it's just like spoiler city, and they're just like crushing it. <laughs> And then you get those people like, you know, where us as fans were like, you know what? I don't care what you're saying. I'm going to go see it anyway, just to make sure. But a lot of the audience immediately is done. They're like, no, no, I'm not going to waste. If, if these are alien fans and they say it's horrendous, I'm not even going to waste my money to go see it. You know, and that that's like social media in, in today's day is just an absolute killer. You know, it's a promoter, yeah, but, but it can be a killer. You're right. But sometimes it doesn't matter. Like I've seen tons of people just like Aquaman. But people are seeing it and watching it. I saw tons of people rip Jurassic Park and Venom to shreds, and they still made money. Sometimes people don't give a shit. They're going to watch it anyway if it's entertaining enough. It's just like what bothers me in Venom doesn't bother Jamie and Patrick. That's fine. But it's sometimes people, if a movie is does enough where it universally works, it'll make money. But unfortunately, with franchises like The Predator and Alien, where the audience is small enough as it is, once you eliminate the core base, you're done. Yeah. You're tapping out. And Super that's exactly what happened with Ball Covenant. Gunner, Switch and Music, franchise yeah. over. Yeah. You can't, so. you can get away with that Jurassic Park because it has yeah. that universal thing. Like, I might think it sucks, but who the fuck cares? The movie's going to, is going to speak to the little kids who buy the toys. And, hey, you easy know, now. I bought the toys and I saw it four times. That's fine. I don't blame <laughs> you. <laughs> You can never go wrong with dinosaur toys, but with movie nope. franchises like Alien and Predator, the audience is God. What uh, half of half of that? Nine people you can't make those. You Six yeah, people. like fifteen, maybe fifteen on a good day. <laughs> Nine you, can't, you, can't, you can't make those same mistakes because once nope. you do it, it, like Alien Resurrection, it was it 
was such so bad it killed the franchise. Though they VP both movies, and though it kind of guilty pleasure of the first one, they were so bad they killed two franchises. I mean, hell, uh, Aaron shut down AVPGalaxy.net. It was so bad. That's how bad the movies were. And yeah. you can't like you could get away with a you know a shitty Thor movie or or a bad Aquaman movie or a or whatever because the audience is so big and so universal. Millions upon millions of people see it and buy it, but you can't do that with our franchise because. It's just such a small, dedicated niche base. Once it's done, that's it. Yeah, I would agree. And I think that once, when, fandom Breach, sp- when fandom speaks on social media from a small uh, community yeah, like ours, different. that's it. That's it. People yeah. will say, hey, they're an alien fan. What'd they think? Oh, I didn't like it. The film's done. Right. Yep. Yeah, because it's not something you casually go see. It's not like, you know, right. like, hey, you want to go watch Correct. a science fiction horror movie that yeah. I haven't seen the yeah. previous four installments of. And, like, Jason Momoa, you know, shirtless. Right. It, yeah. right. <laughs> Momoa. You know, I, I I think that there's, I think that's probably right. And I think there's a shitload more to unpack. But I do want to flag the fact that we're at two hours and, and that Connor yeah. is up at four in the morning right now. So I, I think it's probably a good place to wrap. Obviously, I the conversation sleep, will continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I just want to just thank everybody for coming. This has been an awesome conversation, and um, obviously, room for for making long. more within Pleasure, this. Everybody, okay. yes, this is yeah. a lot of fun. For more on Perfect Organism, the Alien Saga podcast, please visit perfectorganism.com. Perfect Organism is available for listen or download through Podbean iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Spotify. If you'd like to support the show, please visit perfectorganism.com forward slash support. Thank you.